from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. We have heard a lot about the Dolphins and this flirtation they had with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was going to become a minority owner. Mm. He's going to then head to the field. He's going to play quarterback. Sean Payton was going to be his coach. And somehow the Dolphins were all going to construct this, but it was the Brian Flores lawsuit that blew everything up. Now, this was something that was initially foisted upon us by Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk. This was his initial report, that the Dolphins were in cahoots with Tom Brady, and they were talking with the Saints, and there were going to be draft picks thrown around, and Peyton was going to be the coach, and Brady was going to be the quarterback. And this is going back, what, like even two months ago, Stone, we were talking about this and the possibility of this. Mm -hmm. Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, my buddy, he followed up with a report on it that seemed to reinforce what Mike Florio had been saying at Pro Football Talk. Now, I never truly bought it. There has been some credence lent to it because the Dolphins haven't really outright shot down the report. It's a moot point now. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Mike McDaniel's the head coach. Two is the quarterback. They got Tyreek Hill. Doesn't matter. Okay? Um, but it's still lingering. And Mike Florio is still perpetuating it and still saying this was going to happen. This was going to happen. This was going to happen. Well, Sean Payton was on... Morton Anderson's podcast, the former kicker. Morton Anderson has a podcast called Great Dane Nation on Vegas Insider. So Morton Anderson had now former Saints coach Sean Payton on and asked him about the discussions with the Dolphins. What happened there? How far did this actually get? What was the back and forth like? And this was Sean Payton's response. How does that make you feel when all, you know, rumors and innuendo and, oh, Sean Payton and Tom Brady, and there's a deal going where Sean's going to, you know, Brady's going to be the minority owner with with Ross down there. And then you have the Rooney rule and the lawsuit, and that puts the whole screeching halt on that theory. And Sean's going to be the head coach, but the Rooney rule and... I'm following this on the sideline, having been in the game for a while. I go, yeah, okay, this is this is constructed, but maybe there's some truth to it. I've heard your statements, and you knew nothing about it. That's officially that's your official statement. That's still your statement, right? Yeah. So look, I've I've read and seen parts of the story, and evidently there was someone from Miami that reached out to the Saints relative to me coaching. There has to be a permission, obviously compensation. I, I still have sure you know, years left on a contract. The, the good news is they're still talking about you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. um, but that was, uh, you know, it, 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 at times, sometimes you, you're like removed from the process, but then you hear you hear about something like that that was, that entailed a position for you. But that was, that was the only thing, you know, that I had heard and really heard of. I, I never heard from anyone. So, look, I get it. Every year there's pieces. People look at teams. And and, and so if Miami was putting in a request and, and the Saints denied it, uh, I don't think that actually happened after now talking to Mickey. I, I think it was, you know, a lot of times you ask someone, hey, do you think if, if we've asked for permission, we'll be able to, and the, and the intermediary says no, and then you save everyone a bunch of trouble by not, you know, putting yeah. a formal request in, yeah. but that was fine. That, that, you know, there's a day when they stop talking about you period. 
and then you're like, all right, so um, it yeah. can be a good thing too, and, Sean. And that so that thing. seems like a whole lot of nothing there, right? Like yeah. an intermediary reached out. There was never actually a conversation with Sean Payton as we get into the lunch hour here on Ken Levick Alive, as always indicated by a grown woman eating a sloppy joe. Mm. Now, for me, I never quite bought this, okay? Oh, that inhaling. Oh, she loves that sloppy joe. Yeah, I've never quite something. bought this. But what really reinforced it, past Sean Payton saying this never got to me, maybe an intermediary reached out, and the Dolphins would be dumb not to at least gauge whether or not Sean Payton was a possibility. Why not? Why wouldn't they do that? That would be stupid. It doesn't mean anything that they reached out. They had a coaching vacancy. But Chris Sims, who is Mike Florio's co-host on the Pro Football Talk podcast, was on Stugatz's Stupidity podcast, Metal Lark Media, just a couple of days ago. And this convinces me that there was never a Dolphins, Tom Brady, Sean Payton plan in place that was derailed by the Brian Flores lawsuit. Here's the quote. Here's Sims. Quote, the Dolphins were going to trade a second-round pick to Tampa Bay to get Brady. The Buccaneers weren't going to hold him hostage. Sean Payton and the Saints, that was going to be a first-round pick to get that deal done. It was a very real, tangible thing, and the Brian Flores lawsuit definitely threw a wrench in it. You mean to tell me that the Dolphins, all they had to do was give up a second-round pick to get Tom Brady because the Buccaneers, quote, weren't going to hold him hostage? That is a steaming pile of bull bleep. Yeah, there's no way. There is not a chance on God's green earth that the Dolphins were going to offer a second and the Bucs were going to say, okay, here you go. Here's the rights to Tom Brady. Not after Bruce Arians, when he was still coach, was saying it's going to take six first-round picks to get Tom Brady. Now, obviously, he's exaggerating. But there is not a single solitary chance in hell that the Dolphins would be able to give up a second and get the services of Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh-uh. And that, to me, Chris Sims' words on the Stupidity podcast coupled with Sean Payton on the Morton Anderson podcast proved to me that all of this was nonsense. Period. I, I would I would venture as far to say that sometimes I mean not every not all information is good information. Not all intel is good intel. I'm not saying that these guys are making stuff up out of thin air. They're I'm hand- just saying hand- they're connecting dots that aren't there, and that's the problem. I think that they're connecting multiple dots from multiple different sources, and they're hearing different inform- information and intel, and it's not all good. Like similar to like with with Kyrie and some of the research he does. Not all the stuff that you find on the internet is real right. or true. Right. Not all the stuff you hear from agents or coaches or GMs or ex-GMs is factual. And some of that stuff, if you just did a little bit more work, mm-hmm. a little bit more reporting, <laughs> maybe you don't report it. And there's a reason why we're only getting it from pro football talk. But guys. what you need is what you want is click, 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 yeah, click, yeah. click, 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 click. And that's and what that's pro exactly football what talk got. is about. Well, and, and, and yeah, and, and, and I got listen, love for him. Florio to, has Florio has absolutely created a kingdom, yeah. and that's great for him. But he's also in the business of clicks. Yeah. And what I believe happened is that dots were connected that weren't actually there. We know Tom Brady is in South Florida, having a home prepared. We know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what happened there is, oh, there's the home in South Florida. And we believe, based on the Brian Flores lawsuit, that while he was still with the Patriots, the Dolphins were trying to recruit Tom Brady 
that was probably the meeting on the yacht. And Brian Flores said, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to do it. And someone in the front office once told me it would be really cool if Tom Brady was part of the Dolphins organization. Dot, 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 dot. (gasps) Michigan. Wait a minute. Michigan man, Stephen Ross. Mm. Ooh, maybe that's a thing. Dot, 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 dot. Tom Brady, minority owner. And then, of course, he still thinks he can play. So he'll head down to the field. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, we better better write a blog about it. That's my typing sound, by the way. That was really good. And then, wait, Sean Payton retiring seemingly out of nowhere. Suspect circumstances. Brian Flores gets fired. Sean Payton, Tom Brady have a good relationship. Tom Brady would want to play for a veteran offensive-minded coach. Dot, 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 dot. Wait a minute. The Dolphins who have shown that they're willing to trade their draft picks, they'd entertain the idea of giving up a high draft pick for Sean Payton. Dot, 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 dot. Type time. Put it out there. Put it in a podcast. The Dolphins were pursuing Brady and Sean Payton. That is how all of that came about in the ethos of the NFL stratosphere. A lot, of, a lot of cooking up a lot of stuff there. And, and though I do appreciate the work there, I appreciate them being able to give us something to read and, and debate and talk about. It's just like, come on, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not yeah. buying into it. The one conspiracy I do believe. That was good, though, the Brady Code. Well done. <laughs> nice. Nice well insertion done. there. Oh, you better give yours there because I can tee you up. Yeah, this will, give, give me a little bit of that. Yeah, the Brady Code, please. Give me that. Get a little bit of that. The one part of the conspiracy of all of this that I do believe goes back to the inception of why the Brian Flores lawsuit ever mm. really got out there and proliferated. Let's go back to that text message. Mm-hmm. So Bill Belichick doesn't strike me as a guy that calls his coaches by their first name. Right. If you have a former coach in Brian Dayball mm-hmm. and you have a former coach in Brian Flores, mm-hmm. what do you think a guy like Bill Belichick is calling them? Dable. Either Dable and Flores or coach. He's not saying Brian. Yeah. That doesn't even sound right. In fact, if I was cool with Brian Flores, I would probably call him Flores. Who calls a dude whose last name is Flores Brian when there's a million Brian's, you know, and only so many Flores? Right. Like it's a it's a cool last name. Even with Dayball, same thing. Yeah. The whole part of this was that Bill Belichick was texting, quote unquote, he was trying to text Dayball, and he texted Flores, mm-hmm. but he called him Brian in the text. Right. I think Bill Belichick knew what was going on there, purposefully texted. Brian Flores. Now this is no, no, no. Come on, stick with me. Stick with me. Stick with me. Bill Belichick is not making that kind of mistake. For one, he's more technologically inclined and advanced than what he's giving off right there. So you think Bill Belichick took time out yes. of his off season yes. to thwart a rumored marriage between Tom Brady? That's not what it was. And the Dolphins. I do think that he did want to look out for Brian Flores. So maybe it it it, it could have had unintended you know, endings and circumstances around it afterwards. The consequences changed, but I think his intention in the first place, he purposefully texted Brian Flores, that text that was meant for Brian Dayball, on purpose. I, I still believe that I will day. never in my to life believe that that's actually a thing that Bill Belichick did in on a purpose. premeditated manner. He was trying to look Not out for his dude. Chance. He was looking out for his dude. Do we even know if Brian Flores is Bill Belichick's dude? Because yes. Brian, Bill Belichick wasn't exactly rolling out a red carpet to rehire Brian Flores when he was looking <laughs> for a job. He, his job was done already. He already outed the NFL uh, and outed the organizations for such. circumventing the Rooney Rule. I think Bill Belichick did that on purpose. Oh, my God. To this on, day. Theo. <laughs> to 
to this day. What else do you believe, Theo? What other football conspiracy theory? Hey, do you I got believe? a bunch of them I can cook up and <laughs> well, bring out if you here need. Here comes Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no, 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 but, man. But, you know what I do believe? I do believe the Panthers were leaning on signing Baker May- or trading for Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson came and put his cape on and saved the day. Well, Robbie Anderson, yeah. absolutely. That's tangible. <laughs> That's there. We saw it in the Instagram comment that he uh, he put his two cents in on how he felt about Baker Mayfield. I think the locker room got around Robbie and was like, yo, somebody's got to do it. Robbie said, I'll do it. Right. <laughs> and he jumped right. up and he did it. I, I, I'm that yeah. guy. Now, I'm inclined to believe a little bit of the Brady rumors because we saw what happened with Tyreek Hill and Kansas City. Like, they could have gotten more for him. There was a mutual respect there where Andy Reid kind of just took him off the leash and was like, you're good. Like, go somewhere. Well, they know. did common courtesy because they knew they weren't going to come to a deal. It, how would that not happen with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady? There's there's almost a common courtesy because you know you're not going to come to the deal. This quarterback doesn't really want to play here anymore. He can but, go there. But it's, it's not Bruce Arians' respect. decision. It's Jason Lick's decision. Jason Licht was not going to accept a second-round pick for yeah, that Tom was never Brady. Hap- that part was never happening. Like, that's not happening. That part, no I don't way. think so. You know, and you're also, you're not giving up more for Sean Payton than you are for Tom Brady. They said a first-rounder for Sean Payton. Yeah. And a second rounder for Tom Brady, I, I don't think that. Like, you mean to tell plays. me that, because that, that would require sort of a handshake behind the scenes deal between the Dolphins and Tampa Bay. Like, hey, uh, you know, second round pick, like, we'll do that since you don't want to hold Brady hostage. At the very least, the Bucks should say, well, you need to throw in another second. Or we need to at least discuss a first. This is a guy who nearly knocked off the defending champions yeah. in the divisional round with an epic comeback at 45 years old. Yeah. I just think the whole thing is so we, – we want, we want these, these things to be true because it makes for a good book or makes for a good movie. But this isn't how real life works. Like, I don't think Bill Belichick is purposely roundabout yes. uh, setting up this, this scene where he's mistakenly texting one coach. He did. But – uh, he he uh, sends the text to another coach, and he did that in a premeditated manner in order to look out for Brian Flores when, in reality, Bill Belichick would have just texted Brian Flores, hey, bro, think you're getting screwed. He had like, to make it look like a mistake. He didn't want to. He didn't want to betray the NFL. So now it looks – see, he tricked you, Ken. That's the thing. Bill Belichick is so good. He's so damn good. He's got you and Stone fooled. He, well, I he, did not get on board. He Okay, I'm just checking because Bill Belichick has to make – he can't out the NFL. He doesn't want to be in the shadows. Another reason why he didn't hire Brian Flores afterwards, he has to make it seem like, oops, this is just a big mistake. Sorry. Old Bill, Man, old Bill Belichick. Everybody's watching true. too much Bravo. Everybody's no. watching too much MTV. Why do you call this him Brian? Isn't, this isn't reality television. This is real life. This is business. Bill Belichick is not getting him in, I, I, himself involved in some tricky uh, Da Vinci Code type scenario. He, but he did. Why did he call him Brian? You know he doesn't call that dude Brian. Oh, he calls my. him coach or he calls him Bill I talked about Florio connecting dots that weren't there. Theo's connecting. Why did he call him Brian? Coaches, coaches call me coach, and I'm not even a coach. No coach I ever have known <laughs> has called another coach by their first name. And you haven't played on enough sports teams. All right, what is your coach? What does your coaches call each other by the first name? It really varies. It varies depending a lot, on right. you know how slick your name sounds. If you shorten and take the letters exactly. off, blah blah blah. Brian, Everyone's got different things going. Brian on. Brian Dayball. You think Bill Belichick is calling him Brian? Yeah, I Get do. Or B. Or, yeah. or Brian's B, and the other one's Brian. I mean, this is incredible. Like, did you think that Scooby-Doo was a documentary growing up? <laughs> like, what world are you living in right now, man? Look like, here. Come on. Look here. 
I have the right to be able to believe in it. You believe in some <laughs> wacky things too, huh? You believe Tua is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> I, yeah. When he has the pieces around him, yeah. which he does. Oh, no, no. Which he does. Let's refocus I saw that dude win a national championship coming in at halftime. Okay. I've seen the success. Okay, Trey Young, dating back to high school and college. Yeah. We're not there no more. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the big the, leagues. This is the big leagues, man. No, oh, man, that's funny. That, all right, I mean, touche. <laughs> Two Trey. Two Trey. Oh, my God. Um, uh, real quick, while we're on uh, this sick. sort of path, uh, a man who is not living in reality right now, and I'm not talking about Kyrie. I need to get him refocused because he also moonlights as the biggest troll you'll ever see. And no, I'm not talking about Kevin Durant or Joel Embiid mm. either. Theo Dorsey, he wants to take your sports soul. He wants to make sure that if your team loses or your fantasy team loses or an athlete you love is falling on hard times, you feel it. And if you haven't heard about it, you are going to hear about it because Theo is going to make sure that he's in your face about it. He's a man that doesn't just text you, doesn't just call you. Mm. He FaceTimes you to see your reaction, to see the hurt when he brings up what matters most to you in sports that may be failing at that particular time. And he pontificates every week here on Kent Levick Alive. It is time to take the pulpit. It is the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. So many targets. Uh, Theo, how do you choose just one? It, it was really hard, but you know, I, I, I take great joy in this. I take so much joy in this, and I can't wait to get to this one. So we all love the game of basketball, right? Big very, basketball fans course. here. Very much so. So when a guy hits one three, then he hits another three, and they come back down the court, what do they call what they're about to shoot in that third shot? A heat check. A heat check. Don't you just love heat checks, though? Oh, yeah. Love a good heat check. So I've come up with a new word for it, a new nickname for it, for the guy that probably shouldn't have made the first two threes, but is now forced to take the third three because he thinks it's a quote-unquote heat check. We're going to call it a reality check. <laughs> and today I'm delivering this reality check. To um, former number one overall pick, Oklahoma Sooner great, and guy who was just red in his face trying his darndest over this playoff sweep for the Brooklyn Nets, Blake Griffin. Game three, and he did it in game four too, where he, he, he kind of felt it on his shoulders. He thought he was number one overall pick franchise player, Blake Griffin again. He's like, whoa, if KD's not going to do it and Kyrie's not going to do it, it's on my shoulders now. I got to take over the game. I'll never forget the look in this guy's face. Game three. Fourth quarter, he's in there, he's hustling, he's trying to guard people. He hits one three, he hits the second three, and he gets the ball in the third possession in a row, and I just knew it was coming. And I was like, Blake Griffin, please pump and go to the basket. Please pass it off to somebody else. But no, he went for the heat check, and he got faced with that reality check when that thing <laughs> came careening off the backboard, didn't hit no rim at all. Blake Griffin, reality check superstar Blake Griffin. I just had to say, I hope you enjoy your vacation. I wish I could have did this yesterday because that, he was still playing, but I had to save it for today, and now at least he gets to have his reality check by the beach. When Blake Griffin or any player <laughs> chucks up a three and it doesn't go off the rim, so it's not a brick, what do you call it if it just blasts off the backboard? <laughs> it's it's what do you not call a brick. That? 
it's not man well you know we need to go to the expert in that to find out and i'll phone russell westbrook uh during the break here <laughs> no, that's shooting it over the backboard <laughs> wow what do you call it when you shoot it into the backboard because russell westbrook that's just bad yeah, when yeah. you shoot it over the backboard that's just flat out called bad i love this temple of troll because he did it last night he did 52 it. seconds yes. left the brooklyn nets are down yes. three <laughs> and you got to put it in either sniper's hand or the co-manager kyrie irving right the guys the who are making all the shots <laughs> the in the fourth. GM, Kyrie Irving. Who pulls up in transition trying to hit the three to tie the game? Your man, Blake Griffin. Because oh. Blake Griffin could see the headlines already. Blake Griffin saves the uh-huh. name for the Nets. Why didn't they play him earlier in the season? You know, all of this stuff. He's seeing it in his mind as he catches that ball. And Reality check. Yeah. He didn't look to pass. He didn't even look to pump and drive. He was always going to shoot that ball, oh, and it was never a heat check because no. you're not Kevin Durant. And it wasn't a brick because it blasted off the backboard. It it looked like <laughs> a bird that flies into your picture window. Yes. That's what yes. that three looked like. When you shoot a shot that hits the backboard with the speed of a soon-to-be-dead bird <laughs> and never hits the rim, what do you call that? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Blake Griffin looking to be the hero, and he launched a shot off the backboard <laughs> last night. What do you call that when you shoot a shot that catapults off the backboard and never hits the rim because it's not a brick? What is that called? Mm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. That was a good Temple of Troll and an <laughs> unlikely target focused on by Theo Dorsey. Hey, uh, you never want to have ankle pain or joint pain, but it happens. So if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. And that's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who come in. They're regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. What is it called when you throw a basketball like a flying bird into the backboard, like a bird that then kills itself via window? What do you call that? A shot that bad because it's not a brick. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return, we take your calls and Stone Lebanowitz digs into his bag of, huh? For another no-name quarterback report. Mm. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. You know what the Heat are doing tonight? Coming for that ass. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Tonight, that's a throat slash. That's it. Over with. It's over. And Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, is going to be there tonight. I can't wait. In attendance. Game 5. And you know what that means. Heat and 5. Heat. 
and five. Heat and five. And I got to see it in person. I got to see it in person so I can feel the atmosphere, soak it all in, and bring it back to the show on Monday as we get ready to play the uh, Raptors. Well, we're going to get you warmed up. going to get you warmed <laughs> up here because I think you're going to be hearing this tonight. Fourth quarter with about six and a half left. Up 33. Yeah. Close out. Heat and five. Done deal. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, best player in this postseason. This is going to be the Bam game. And I've been bagging on Bam for his offense or lack thereof. But he's a plus 28 in the series, man. His defense has still been what we need. It's still not the Bam we were hoping for. Yeah, I need more offense from him. You're going to need more offense from him. But, hey, I'm nitpicking because he's eating five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Eight and five. That's what you can do when your team is so solid. So you're you're picking at these small things because you're looking at June. You're not worried about April. You know what you're I'm just, saying? You're worried about getting by Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's about okay, we need to clean these things up so that when June yeah. comes around and we have we're facing whatever team comes out of the West, we have everything in place to be a well oiled machine. We've been there before. So Theo's going down there tonight, and this will be the culmination, heat and five of light work. Mm. As we said, light work. Mm. You, you get to experience playoff papas. I'm a little jealous. Playoff papas. Yeah. It, right. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a real thing. The thing is, too, as a as a lifelong Heat fan, I've actually never been to a Heat playoff game. So this will be a great thing. I mean, I'm covering it. I'll be you know, putting in some work to be able to. Because we're talking about a little bit of John Collins, West Palm Beach native. This John is, Collins taking that L? Yeah, yeah. Him taking an L. <laughs> you know, but we got to show the, the local flavor tonight on WFLX 529. Yeah. yeah. WPTV News Channel 5. I got to get his last game of John, the season. Hey, John Collins, we appreciate you. We're proud of you. Yeah. But you can't spell L without two L's in your last name. <laughs> what? No. You can't spell Collins, that maybe? That fell without, apart. Yeah, it did. You can't spell Collins without an L, but it's two L's. But an L. Yeah, there you and go. And you're taking an L tonight. It'll be John Collins with three L's after tonight. Well, four. Well, I guess he was not there or for... Or six. Six L's? Six L's. Oh, because he already has the two. Took four L's in the series. Oh, my goodness. This is really – this is this, this has not gone well for us Theo, right if now. the Heat win, you're <laughs> never going to another game again, though. Just forewarning you. Why not? Because you're the, you can't be going to these games and forcing them to lose. You'll be the bad luck charm. Oh, you said if the Heat lose, I can't go yeah. to another oh, game. you said yeah. win. You said win. Oh, if the Heat lose. Everything about like, this segment, if the Heat lose, you're never going to another game. I appreciate that. You know what? I was there in Dallas, all-star game, I want to say 08 when Dwayne Wade won All-Star MVP. Mm. I don't know if that counts for a Heat win. A little bit. But, yeah, I'll take it. All right. We're good. Off to a good start. <laughs> uh, Joe is in Jupiter. Joe is joining this award-winning segment on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Hi, hello, y'all. So fascinating. <laughs> First of all, congrats on the maps, some, uh, by the way. Thank you very much. I got some NBA topics. But first, I want to say thank you to you and to your show and to all of ESPN West Palm. I'm a... Uh, just a few days away from being down here in South Florida, moved from Texas, two years, and it was a it's it's been a pleasure. Two years of listening to your station, like I said, I just want to say thank you. You don't y'all don't probably hear that very often, but it's 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 been a real pleasure, and I'm going to continue listening. Joe, we appreciate like you, brother. Day. We really appreciate you. Thank you. You're for welcome, the kind Joe. Words. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're on and Pass it on. Okay. Um, and then back to the NBA. Do you remember a couple of months ago when I? Throughout this hypothetical, I don't know, you might, when I said Mavs and Heat in the finals, and you, I think y'all said uh, Heat and six if it got to that point. Well, this yeah. is two months down the road. All right, I got a question. Okay, first of all, can we beat the Pelicans in seven? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Can, 
now this is a little little tougher. Can we beat the Warriors mm. in seven? I don't know, man. Luga's capable, uh, but it's not going to happen. I, I think it stops there. Like we said earlier, they uh, they made some modifications to that bus, and that thing's flying right yeah. now. Yeah, they really did. Steph is flying on that, that bus right if, now. If that if those two things can happen, of course we got to take care of business with Utah, but I think we will in the next one of two games. Yeah, um, that's a done deal. That's why I told you see, congratulations. Yeah. That series is Luca's a dog. Yeah, dog. Mm. Yeah, he's, he averaged thirty-three points. Yeah. In like fourteen playoff appearances. Yeah. If that if those two things can happen, then we could see the Heat and the Mavericks in the, in the, in the NBA Finals. I can't count it out. I can't count it out. The best player in this postseason against arguably the best player in the NBA in Luca Jimmy against Luca. Hold on. Appreciate the call. Joe. Arguably the the best player in the NBA in who? Luca. The, there's one hundred percent an argument. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, argument. So the guy you're gonna win the argument. But so Luca, there's Dungeons. no argument for that. Oh, none. Oh, you're on zero. Board. Okay, okay. Zero I just wanted to give a Luca. little like wiggle room there. But okay, fine. He's the best player in the NBA. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> what he's doing to that what Utah defense? Are you? What am he's, I? If if if, if, if have if, you guys forgot Giannis Antetokounmpo? We're saying arguably, which means no, you're sitting at the five six seven spot. Luca's allowed to be at the five six seven Luka's, best players in the Luka, NBA. Luca is not in the conversation for best player in the NBA yet. He's this in that is, tier right this below. This is the guy who thinks that Bill Belichick yes, is same guy. sending like uh, the the born identity text messages to try and trick. People into yeah. some sort of conspiracy. That's me. I, I would be nervous. Not that I don't think Bam would come out on top, but I would be nervous for a Luka Doncic Bam out of bio matchup. I, I would, would be nervous. I'm okay with you saying that. Luka Doncic has not won a playoff series yet. Luka Doncic is 23. And he's also not the best player in the NBA, nor is he in the conversation. He said, Would Arguably. you rather have Giannis or Luka? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Giannis or Luka? 888 760 3776. I'm from Texas, from Houston specifically, but love Luke in his game. He's not there yet. He's competing with other guys to be the next guy, but we he's talked, not there We yet. talked about last week being in the hallway or the room. Luca's having a drink over there in the corner of the ballroom at the at, at He's the event. in the hallway. Not, he's, on, he's knocking on the door. He's yeah, he, knocking on the door. Every single year we say Luca's going to be in the MVP conversation. Guess what? Yet again, he didn't finish in the top three. Because media is stupid. They love Luca. The media loves Luca, though. Nah, I don't think the media loves They love Luca. They throw a parade every time he hits a step back three. And I, I love Luca too. Who doesn't like Luca? But he's not a he's not the best player in the league. Would you rather have Luca or Giannis? Luca or Giannis? 888 760 don't do it. Where are we going first? We're going to the big homie on line two who big says. Big homie. There's an argument. Big Don't homie here it. on Kendall Vick Alive. What's up, big homie? Tim, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Not much. I, hey, I'm definitely taking Giannis over Luca, okay. but yeah, but you tripping though, talking about there's no argument mm. for Luca being the best player in the NBA yeah. because there's a thousand percent. He leads his team in assists, points, and rebounds. Okay. And the Mavericks are, are consistently a top four or five team in the West. Yeah, that's And cute. the West is better than the East the last 10 years. But this year, was Luka it? is definitely a top. A top. Luka's better. I take Luka over Tatum right now. Okay. I'm with that. Oh, yeah, I take Luka I'm over with Tatum. That. Too. Would you? Absolutely. Hold on, hold on. Would you? Everybody's yes. ready to crown. You're ready to crown. Not you guys specifically, but everybody's ready to crown Tatum already. Oh, yeah. And he ain't. 
He ain't done nothing I'm, yet either. I, I agree. I completely agree with that, big homie. And ev- he's everybody's oh, darling we, oh, now that he got past a f- clearly flawed Nets team, superstars or not. And appreciate the call, big homie. I just have a quick question. Okay. How can you be the best player in the NBA or even in that conversation if you've never won a playoff series? He's a baby. He's yeah. a baby. He hasn't had the opportunity. We so have the exactly. sample side. He's a baby, I so argue, he's not the best player in the NBA. I don't he has the best all-around basketball package in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo is still alive. He Giannis won. Ant- Giannis Antetokounmpo can't. I he don't has care. the best all-around package. Offense, defense, playmaking, everything. Offense? Three ball, You think, you think Giannis' offensive game is better than Luka? Yes. I'm about to blast this mic through my orbital ball. Yes. You, Can Luka do what Giannis did in the finals last year? No. Take over, take, take, take over not a game. Take over a game. Take over yes. Because game? he couldn't he do it in the, the damn first round. Because he no take over a game. Not like Giannis did 50-15 and, and like it's, it's still it is still a wing league. And Luke is the if, most established if, wing in the league. If he's dismantling the two-time defensive player of the year the way he what? is, wh- who's gonna stick him? He what? made Rudy who? Gobert look like a clown. Who, do, who sticks? Who, who Giannis sticks, makes everybody look like a clown. Who sticks Luca in a game? Who do you like sticking Luca in a game? He's not holding him to twenty points. Who? Well, who's they, gonna do it? Well, they keep doing it because he's never won a playoff series. Giannis now he's a, playing against the Jazz, who can get beat by anybody. All you gotta do is go five out. Like Gian, that's the easiest thing in the league. Giannis is a warrior. Luca is a better player. That, I mean, what? That, I, I mean, I oh, love my. it. I, and now he finally he I finally can't. has a partner in crime in Jalen Brunson. What are we talking about? Jalen Brunson. Oh, he's hooping. I love Jalen Brunson. He's hooping too. right now. Y'all are making me feel like Flexing. I'm anti Luca, but I'm not anti Luca. He's just not there yet. Every single year we have this conversation. No, that's fine. You think he's a Fluka, and that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I'm, you know what? I'm going to be anti-Luka from now on then. Forget it. Forget about Theo it. Theo Fluka Dorsey. Good luck, good luck with being anti-Luka. That'll, well, turn you know out, that'll age really well. So far, so good. So <laughs> far, so good. And I'm pro Giannis. I've been pro Giannis for like five, six years, and it's done very well for me. Championship, MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year. Name one thing that Luka's won. Just name one thing, please. One of y'all. He's about to win a playoff series, which is one of your parameters. Woo! Wow! Hold on, hold on. Stop the. Oh, so he's going six with the Jazz, right? And he's winning that playoff. The Jazz series? are good. The Jazz are great. They're a great Not defensive in the playoffs. Team. They are terrible in the playoffs. Okay, well, that's fine. He's about to beat a full strength Jazz team. Yeah, that's, by himself. And you know who was beating the Him full strength Dwight Jazz Powell. team? Hold on, hold on, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. His who? partner in crime is no, 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 no. no, no, stop. Everybody pump the brakes because Luca's the best player in the league, right? We said arguably. Luca set yeah. out three games of the series. What was the series record when Luca was not playing? Uh, two, 2 1, one. Mavericks. Yeah. The Mavericks were winning without Luka. Because he inspired the Jazz them. His mere presence the inspired them. Suck in the playoffs. They knew he was coming. Yeah, because the Jazz had inspired. such a game plan. Here's what we're going to do with Luka. Here's how we're going to defend him. And then when he's not on the court, they're like, oh, we didn't. We didn't game They plan knew Luka wasn't playing. His calf has been messed up since the end of the regular season. What are we talking about? Luka's not the best player in the league, and it's not close. He's the, he's the future face, and there's a definite argument for that. When these there's guys an argument leave, for a future face or future best guy in the league, but he's not there yet. He's not. Yeah. He just isn't. He will be. He's on the precipice. <laughs> Real quick, let's sneak this in, Stone. Who is? It's Joe and Jupiter. Joe is in Jupiter. Hey, Joe. Theo, I love you, but, man, you're driving me crazy with your takes on this. There's a reason LeBron James takes Luka three years in a row to be his all-star team. He's averaging 30-something points in his 12 or 13 playoff. Put another superstar with him, and it's game over. Yeah. I, do you not – do you not see this? Do you not see him being – he's 23 years old. He's The reason he hasn't won a series because he hasn't had a whole lot of help around him. But once he gets that extra player, that other alpha, 
Jalen Brunson. Or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's game over. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson is there. And he's that, and he's that guy. Them. He has emerged. Appreciate you, Joe. See, see Theo? Oh, yeah. I just had to – that's all I needed was a confirmation from Joe. Now I, I should believe it, the Mavericks fan. If right. they gave Luka another bona fide superstar, that team would most likely be the favorite guess, to come out of the West. Guess who didn't need another bona fide superstar and won a title? Giannis instead of He's got Chris Middleton. That's not a bona fide superstar. Oh, he's, a, he's, an all, he's an NBA all-star. Yeah, he's an all-star. He's an all-star. He's not a bona fide superstar. Y'all want Luka to get a bona fide superstar. No, I mean, I just need, he just needed help, and he got it. <laughs> Luka to L.A., yeah, yeah. and LeBron tweets about Luka a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying Luka's not great. He's literally a top 10 player in the league, but there's a difference between top 10 and best player in the league, and he's not there. He's not that guy. He just isn't. It's okay. He'll get there. I, I would argue top five, top six. Like he, he yeah. he's not yeah, ten. He's not floating at eight, the, nine, ten. The way he finished right. this season, right? Uh, I mean, that's a he's up there. Right there. He's up there. I love yeah. him, but I'm I'm still taking Jokic over him. I'm still taking uh, Giannis over him. I'm still taking KD over him. Giannis or Luca? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. We'll return. We will name our first annual NBA Drama King of the Year. Stone LeBanu to his no name quarterback report, and Theo Dorsey is going to the airport. It'll be fun though. I'll be listening. <laughs> okay. All right. Theo Dorsey, his time is done this week. Theo, thank you, brother. Thank you. It'll be Stone and I when we come back. Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. PBKC NFL Draft Party Thursday. Paddock Restaurant, standout wide receiver, local legend Pierre Garçon will hang out with me. We'll be broadcasting live six data here on ESPN 106.3 NFL Draft Kickoff Show. But at PBKC, the party starts at 5 p.m. 30 bucks gets you into the all-you-can-eat buffet with your favorite football foods. And again, broadcasting live six to eight, myself and Pierre Garcon. Then at eight, cheer on your favorite team on one of PBKC's three jumbo screens or 130 HD TVs. That's no joke. I've seen them. Plus, special meet and greet with Pierre himself. Call 561-683-2222, extension 199, 561-683-2222, extension 199 to reserve your spot today. They're going fast. PBKC NFL Draft Party, 5 o'clock Thursday, 6 to 8 NFL Draft Kickoff Show with your with myself and Pierre Garcon here on ESPN 106.3. Speaking of the draft, it's not the greatest quarterback draft. It is not chock full of sure thing top 10 picks per usual, but our resident quarterback lover is the former quarterback himself at South Fork High School, went on to win a playoff game at Southern Illinois. It is Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, and he sheds light for you so you know what you expect in the NFL draft with this not-so-great crop of quarterbacks. It is Stone Lebanowitz's no-name quarterback report. All right, Ken, I'm going to get it right this time. We're heading up to Cincinnati, Ohio. Heading up north. That's where we find 6'4", 215-pound quarterback Desmond Ritter. Now we title this segment No-Name Quarterback Preview, but a lot of people got this guy's name shoved in front of their face because he played Alabama in the Cotton Bowl in the college football playoffs. So a little bit of shine. Let me tell you this stat. I've started off with the three versions of the No-Name Quarterback Preview with three experienced guys, right? Kenny Pickett, 49 starts. I ranted and raved, right? Mm-hmm. 50 starts for Desmond lo- Ritter. Wow. Third most wins by a quarterback in college football history with 44. Okay. Undefeated, 26-0 at Nippert Stadium. That's his home turf. That right there is really intriguing, I'm sure, to a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches because that's a proven leader. Undefeated at home, you know, you're, 
you're you're comfortable in the confines of your own stadium, your teammates trust you, but God, the third most wins by a quarterback in college football history really, really, really stands out for me. Now, there's a lot of teams that have shown interest, but it's all the same teams. It's all the same teams. It's Detroit. It's Pittsburgh. It's Carolina. It's Seattle. Now, Seattle is taking a liking. I think that he's somebody who can come in and eventually take Drew Locke's spot. I, I really see that happening. Now, he's in the very first mock draft in March, he was projected to be a, a bona fide first rounder. In the latest, it has him going in the third. Ah. Which is odd, which is odd because he performed really well in the underwear combine. He ran a 5-2-40 and jumped a 37 vert. That's not really common for quarterbacks. So I think that his skill set is built for the NFL, and I, I've brought up three mobile guys. Desmond Ritter is definitely one of them. His top-end speed is probably the fastest in the draft, again, besides a guy like Malik Willis. But I, I do think he has the intangibles to eventually be a starter. And we're mentioning guys that not a lot of people know, and Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, and Desmond Ritter. But I do think these guys have enough experience to be eventual starters in the NFL. So I see Desmond Ritter going late first, early second. He could possibly creep into those later days and fall to a team like Seattle or like Pittsburgh if they don't take a quarterback early. But, no, he's got the tools, no doubt. How many years does he need to be a starter? In the NFL? Yeah. Two. Two years. Mm. Stone Labanowitz mm. is high on Desmond Ritter and his no-name quarterback draft report. L- Real quickly, let's head back to the red carpet. They're taking the stage now to give out the first annual NBA Drama King of the Year. And congratulations to this year's winner in a runaway, Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Kyrie can spend all offseason rebuilding the Nets roster and celebrating his award. Congrats, Kyrie. For Stone Lebanowitz and Theo Dorsey, I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3.